seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. Oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast in Tokyo. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant Rodan Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd Swamp Thing Fortner. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. You know what I'm talking about. What it do, Wody? Oh, man. I heard, your, sh- I heard your show got canceled after one episode aired on the DC app. One Once episode. Again, human beings hating on nature. You know and that's why we need that's why we need Godzilla, bro. That's I, why we need Godzilla. I agree. I agree one hundred that still irritates me. They didn't even give the show a chance. <laughs> they're like Titans and Doom Patrol, they're all about, which I totally get, but Swan Thing is my dude. And you're gonna give him one season and then just say, Nope, we're gonna give you one episode. If you don't impress, we're canceling. What is with that? DC Universe right. is they cancel all the good shit. They cancel all the good shit. But don't worry, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out. Do you see that poster for the new Wonder Woman movie? Mm, nope. Don't care that much about DC. No. I know you're, you're more. I, don't you have the DC Universe channel and shit? Like, don't you? I did. Don't you have it? I like, did. Because I know you were like big on that for a while. Like, you were real juiced up about it and shit. You were like, I got DC. And I feel you because, I mean, I like to watch the DC movies. You know me. Like all the Batman's, all the Supermans, I end up watching them regular. I mean, whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, I was really thinking that if anybody watched it, you would have watched it because I know how big of a Swamp Thing fan you are. So it did kind of. I was like, damn, they canceled Swamp Thing on their ass. Yeah, I man. Thought you I, might know. I ain't watched it yet, man. I I actually I got rid of the DC Network after I finished Titans and Doom Patrol, mostly because I was like, ah, I'm kind of done, and most of those animated movies themselves. They end up showing up on uh, like Amazon Prime, or they got Batman versus TMNT, which I still gotta watch because that dude in the Discord for our show, he was he was raving about it, saying if you if it feels like a throwback, it feels like a nostalgic throwback to the old school days. I know. Yeah, it's for I started rent. watching that one, but my Fire Stick started fucking up. Ah, yeah. No, I feel you on that, dude. I feel you. I've had to re re revamp my Cody and Fire Stick several times. I've gotten to the point now where I just, I just rent stuff because I'm like I don't want to wait on. Right, 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 right. I'd rather have the HD stream available. Anyway, moving on from talking about the DC universe and Batman. Uh, Google Stadia. Google Stadia. Google Stadia canceled. What? <laughs> Shit, not streaming, right? Huh? Going over I'm data caps. I'm from the hood. Ain't no goddamn internet in the hood. No, let me stop. I didn't mean to yell in your ears, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's okay. Hello. Yelling will wake them up. If you're listening to this first thing in the morning, welcome to life. This is the reality of <laughs> Skip the Tutorial. This is what we do. This is your first time joining us. We're a video game show. Me and Todd get together every week, and we talk about video games, the news. We break down a roundtable. Todd, what is our roundtable this week? Because I'm excited. We ain't got no damn roundtable. We're going to talk about Godzilla, goddammit. Yes. We're going to talk about Godzilla like two grown men that's been watching Godzilla movies since we were young childs and children's and both. I don't know what a child's and a children's <laughs> is, but it, we, that's what we're discussing a little bit, a little quick talkity talk. It's going to be a relaxed one, man. Try to relax it out. Just yeah. The conversation as usual. It's C3 weekend. 
My first you know, crush was hanging Mothra. Out with the homies. Huh? What? Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> that look on your face is just not fair. You're just going to leave me hanging on that one, aren't you? Yeah, I probably have earned that in my life these days. I've earned that. I I guess I'm doing yeah, the show. To... Go back. I, I need I need you to move. You're going to listen to it again <laughs> when you edit. I'm just going to keep moving to the next one. <laughs> We're talking about video games first. We're talking about video it's games. It's intelligent people out there still trying to figure that out right now. There really are. There really are. Uh, are my, we're going to be studied. One, okay, maybe I'll be studied one of these days. They're going to look about hundreds of hours of podcast audio, and they'll be like, we always knew there was something wrong with him. And then one day it'll just happen. Uh, but, yes, we've been talking about video games. Todd, what have you been playing? Oh, I nah, said it first. Nah, I nah, said it first. Nah, bro. No, I said it first. No, this is the second recording, and I already got you. And so no, now you can't you can't one up me. I, I tried. No. I you tried. On front, you tried the front. No, I tried. No. no. All right. I just right. did. I didn't try. I, I wasn't gonna hit you with that because we already. This is the this is the restart because of technical difficulties. Yes. So, fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, let me let All me right. be fair. Okay. So Brian, <laughs> I've earned this. <laughs> what have you been playing? All right. All right. We'll start with we'll start with what I've been playing. Start with the first game I've been playing this week, the one that I've been playing the most, which is American Fugitive. It takes place in the 1980s. It's uh, developed by Fallen Tree Games and published by Curve Digital. If you don't know who Curve Digital is, uh, you may recognize them from something such as Lone Survivor, The Swapper, The Swapper, which I played back in the day, Human Fall Flat, which is a blast. If you haven't played Human Fall Flat, I definitely recommend it. Uh, American Fugitive it takes place in the 1980s and is a throwback to the top-down isometric GTA of the PlayStation 1 era. Do you like crime? Do you like stealing cars? Do you like running random people over? Do you like witty humor? Do you like crushing vehicles? And do you like breaking into houses, robbing banks, and committing all sorts of chaos around the map while being chased by multiple cops? who, if you just take your clothes off, they forget you exist. Because if you do, this is your kind of game. Yes, that is reality. If you take your clothes off, all your wanted levels go away. So it's just, it's, it's this is life. You just got to get naked. Wow, bro. <laughs> like, last week, I, I didn't mean to, but I said, I was like, hey, is the protagonist, is he Hispanic? But now through <laughs> that did. explanation... I mean, clearly he could not be. No. Because most of the time, people that are running away from the police <laughs> that are brown or black with no clothes on are victims of PCP. <laughs> but it clearly in this game, that's just the answer to escape and this, be free. This is the escape. That's two different Americas, bro. It really is. This was Ronald Reagan's America. This is That's what this was. This took place in the yeah. Shout out Freeway Ricky Ross. You are not lying. This we will not make this political, bro. You don't trigger no. me today, man. I'm no. not in the mood. Shout out Alex Jones. I was thinking, man. I was thinking Alex Jones and this Louis Farrakhan need to time. have a podcast. We've shouted out Alex Jones twice. I got on my show. I got my reasons, especially nowadays with the way the YouTube's is working. I'll let you go with it. Yeah. So wait, if if Alex Jones and Louis Farrakhan had a podcast, it would be the greatest thing in the world. I would listen to it every single week just to see what would occur. But yes, 
but no, back to American Fugitive. Um, I'm enjoying this game quite a bit. I really am. Um, there's a couple of issues with it, uh, but I'll start with the positives first. Like, okay, so it's got a really unique system where you break into houses where you actually have to case the house out first. Um, and by casing the house, you've actually got to walk around, peek into windows, and then decide if anybody's home. And if you're going to break into the house, you choose to do it. You can either go through a door or a window by breaking a window and entering the house or pop open the door. Then you search room to room. It lets you know. It gives you this little timer as far as how many seconds until the cops arrive. And as you search room to room, that timer will go down. Um, so you'll go through these rooms. You'll collect items. You'll collect valuables. And you'll go sell them at the pawn shop. Um, and that's kind of how you get money. Sometimes you just find money laying on the ground. But the reality is, is most of the time you're stealing stuff and then selling it at the pawn shop. Um, you're also taking jobs because the whole story revolves around you trying to clear your name for murdering your father. Um, you've been arrested for that. You swear up and down you didn't do it. And so you start working with some of the more shady elements in the town in order to commit. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You're a fugitive? Yes. In town yes. for being accused to murder your father. Yes. You've All broken right, out of prison. Yeah, you gotcha. break out of prison at the very beginning of the game. And then you start talking to some of the more shady elements, committing some crimes for them. And then as you commit crimes, they put you into contact with different people who can help you clear your name. Um, so when you're doing that, um, you know, as you're going through and kind of doing this you're you're gathering items you're getting money you know you're making your contacts but there's some issues with it too is it's a rather big map for an indie game um especially That's a game like said. this yeah it's 14.99 so it's 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 a lot of content to play um but at the same time like you do need a mini map and they don't have that option for you i'd like that to be there i think that would make it a little bit easier to navigate um, some of the other issues too is the cops. It seems to just that piles up real fast. Like getting the five star rating, like you do in GTA, piles up real quickly, and they will just continually chase you around the map, and there's nowhere to get away. Um, so you kind of have to go hide or you know figure out a way to change your clothes. But everything's so far on the map. Um, other than that, for fourteen ninety nine, I mean, it's definitely worth a buy for me. Um, I definitely recommend it. It's on right now. It's on Switch, Xbox One, and PlayStation Four. Um, I think this would make a decent Switch game. Um, the only issue I could see is oh, it's also on PC. The only issue that I was could... my question too. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to yell in your ear that way with that. So no, it would be no, a no, good no. Switch game. I think opinion. so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the screen may be a little bit small. Um, for what you're doing. I like having it on the big screen, but overall, I'm enjoying it. Um, and for $14.99, like, I'm not going to argue too much with the idea of a mini-map because there's still like 9 to 10 hours of gameplay here. Hey, man, we talked about this, man. Everything is in a AAA game. Yeah. Whatever exactly. they are called under it that we couldn't figure out. Oh, <laughs> I know. Both, both fucking... I think double-A. ...people sometimes. I'm not retarded, sorry. Uh, they call retarded. them double-A games. Can't say retarded anymore. What is the word other than mentally challenged? That's the word. They call it what? Sorry. The, so they have double A and then single A and then B games. So so what? What would you label this fourteen ninety nine American Fugitive game, sir? 
Uh, I'd probably uh, A games. I'd maybe label this an A because they give the example here, just kind of breaking this down for people. This is on um, the gamer website in for G that like triple A would be like your halos and gears and Batman double A plus they put like borderlands crisis, Alan wake double A would be like dark siders and then single A games would be like slaughterhouse um, or indie titles. I mean, I could see this being like a like an. I don't know if it matters. Like, it costs money. It's fourteen ninety nine. You get a good experience, so it is what it is. Um, and it feels oh. like a throwback to a PlayStation One game. So I dig that. We haven't had a lot of that. Like in this generation, there's been a lot of like eight bit throwbacks, a lot of thirty two sixteen bit, like to the Sega's SNES. I haven't seen a lot of like PlayStation One throwback style, which that's hard to recreate. I get. Because it's kind of a product of its era, really. It's a product of the technology and the hardware. But this was really cool because it's a polished version of that. So I'm enjoying it. I like this game quite a bit. Um, the other game I've been playing before we move on to what you've been playing. I'll go over real quickly because I haven't played a whole lot of it. But I do want to dive into it more. It's called Void Bastards. Void Bastards. I'm playing this on Xbox on Games Pass. It's available right now on Games Pass. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. It's published by Humble Bundle. Um, and it was developed by Blue Man Chew. Um, which I love that <laughs> name. Yeah, I know, right? Blue Man Chew. That's a great name, right? Um, which Or it could be a bad name. It could be a terrible name. It could be a terrible name, but yes, it is published by Blue Man Chew. Um, some of the developers from games like who started this company were some of the developers from games such as uh, uh, Bioshock, the first one, and System Shock 2. But Void Bastards is a roguelike first-person shooter where you play a prisoner who is going into a area that's overrun by pirates and aliens in order to clean up a corporation's mess. And as you go through and explore, you get items, you craft items, uh, you die very quickly. Then you then play as another prisoner who gets to keep all the items that the previous prisoner crafted. And you roll through these different spaceships and run into pirates and try to kill things and collect items. It's got a very comic book art style, um, which I really, really enjoy. Uh, it looks really good. It's it's very poppy. It feels very much like um, a little bit Borderlands-esque. But instead of playing with kind of more of the, the reds and oranges and yellows, this one has more of the blues and purples and um, kind of neon-style comic book. And the the transition screens from when you die to where you get your new prisoner, I think that's really cool because they do it as a comic book. So it, it makes sense. Uh, just aesthetically, it, it kind of ties the game together. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. I haven't played a whole lot of it, and I do plan on getting into it more. Uh, but that's what I've been playing this week. Todd, what about you? That's dope, bro. Uh, I've been uh, I've been playing with me balls. Fair uh, enough. Basketball, Fair that enough. is. Uh, Toronto may win. Watching the playoffs, so I'm still on the. Yeah, man. Yeah, we ain't going. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy about that shit. It, it, like, just for the sake of the game, man. It's kind of cool. One more that's, game, that's, right? That's been fun. They to watch just them. need one more. They just need one more. Three to one. Fucking cyborg, Kyle, cyborg Kawhi out here clowning. Um, I saw a meme. It was so fucked up. It was like 
it was this excerpt of this porn. You know how they put the faces on people, man, and they put the yeah. face of uh, there was this white girl that was getting carried into a room, and they put an Aisha Curry's face on it, and it was like the all the. Toronto basketball players carrying her to the room, and then they had Kawhi in the back of it, and it was like playing boom, 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 oh no, boom, 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 oh, and at the no. end, Kawhi was like laughing, with Kawhi laugh, <laughs> and that's when I broke. But anyway, so like that's the synopsis of the playoffs for me. It's been fun. Um, so whatever, man. I'm still fucking getting through days gone. I'm. I did want to say one thing about days gone. It was one thing that kind of, I think this will sum up the whole situation for me now that it's not like an initial thing and I've been taking forever to play this game. It was like, it's like a point in the game that was kind of like a turning point in the story I'm trying to push through and I ran into a couple of glitches. I've run yeah. it. I finally, at first, I didn't have any problems running on the pro and now I see where the underbakedness of the game is, where it's just one of those things. And I'm still taking it, so fuck it. But it's like you get to a certain point, or I personally started getting to a certain point where it did start having even story mission glitches that was kind of hindering and slowing me down even more. But it was this one part where it is this thing, it is this super freaker called a breaker that comes up after, you know, I, I kill 12 rippers, which is a human fraction that worship the freakers, whatever. And it's like the end of their kind of story arc. And I'm just trying to fucking get through this part. And I didn't realize it was glitching out because your partner Boozer is supposed to be with you. So he's an NPC, one of those following you things. So he would get stuck and then it would be things that would be just difficult. And then I was actually just dying. I kept and I, I kept fucking dying to this goddamn breaker because he comes out and I'm telling you, this thing is a brute and, and it's intense and it's 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 interesting and that's fun. But I finally got to the point where I got real close to you know and it sticks to a goddamn log and it blows me up and the whole time my old lady was watching me and it's just like i'm ashamed there's a shame in me there because i've tried <laughs> yeah. this shit several times so i say fuck it you know what i'm saying i try it one more time and i already got everything mapped out i'll knock everything down yeah the breaker comes out he starts to maul the ripper and the freaker next to him I pull up my binoculars, mark mark all three things, and then quick shots, shot snipers in the face. And it's like one of the most epic sniper shots and great feelings I've ever had in any video game. I love that. Even my old lady was like, damn, that was an epic shot. So that's the microcosm of that. Other than that, I've been fucking with, uh, I actually went and got Team Sonic Racing because we talk about Sonic all the time with the cocaine. So it's only fair that I support his habit a little bit. I mean, I'm a For sure. I'm a fan of Sonic. You know what I mean? I'm not a huge go-kart fan. It's not that big of a deal. Like if I go to Dave and Buster's or some shit like that, I'm going to try to get on Mario Kart just like the best man oh, or yeah. the next man. You know, so I get a little drink, get a little bit of food and try to get some Mario Kart on in. But that's always the game that's packed so it's difficult to get but i went ahead and got team sonic racing on uh the switch and i mean shit bro like this is the one thing i say about it because i you know i still want to play it a little bit more and i haven't had a chance to have any co-op with uh anybody and that that's really the feel i want to get from that game yeah. but just as a sonic fan and, and you know not a high tier go-kart mario video game card fan person the first impression would be i haven't come across a track that's not interesting and fun cool like legitimate i also like the team aspects of it and i mean you know like i said it's not right for us to talk shit all the time about sonic's cocaine habit and not fuck with his games a little bit for to try sure, to help him out, baby yeah you know what i'm saying i got it so uh 
yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? I tried to get back on Sekiro, but that's a whole other story I'll save for another day. That's yeah. pretty much what I've been playing. I do, I do have a question um, for the Sonic team racing. Um, how are the power-ups for you? Do you like Fun, them? Man, they're or? great. They are? Fun for me personally. Everything. Like, this is the thing. I don't I'm not a big enough Mario Kart or a Kart fan. I keep saying Mario Kart because if you're a fan of this genre, I would imagine it you just might as well get Mario Kart though. Yeah, cuz Mario Kart is kind I'm of the, a, the the platform the, the standard. The, the standard. That's yeah. it. That's the standard. You know what I'm saying? As far as comparing those two games, I mean, I'm not going to do that. But just like from the very beginning, I've always been more on the Sonic spectrum. I was more of the Sega. I mean, I've been playing games since Atari. I mean, but I was more on the spectrum of Sonic. So for me, it for for the type of game, like I I've been being real childish at work. Example, I need to do better. I've been bringing my laptop and I've been bringing my Switch. You know what I'm saying? So I'm in that motherfucker. I told you, like these are those rare times where I'm in that motherfucker. Like like the, the show, The Office or something. I really be tripping. It's to the point where like management is coming up with me to me being like, "Hey man, is that a game and laptop?" I mean, and then I point to the scripted <laughs> tutorial sticker. Yeah, and they see yeah. my mug. Like yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it a little bit. Like, look, I got some goddamn like, come on, days on and shit. Like I'm. I'm about to lose my motherfucking integrity with this shit, right? But Sonic yeah. was a game where, like, my my actual laptop, because I brought it down, I was trying to fuck with Sekiro for whatever reason wouldn't load. But anyway, so <laughs> it was weird by the end of the day. Like, I just moved seats, and it's this lady that looks like she might not be what I called you last week. Yeah. has that... that Tone jumped out the gate, kind of tested me or whatever. Yeah, so the yeah, last yeah, yeah. thing she wanted to see was this guy with Black Panther on his laptop screen with a gaming laptop out and a goddamn Nintendo Switch like a grown ass baby in here while she's slaving away working. You know what I'm saying? Happy and being all right. But I got my shit done. I'm hanging out. She was just like, "What's that there?" I was just like, "Peace of mind." And I just <laughs> real quick. So that pretty much, if it makes any sense at all. Thumbs up of how I feel about Sonic. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. That makes All sense. Right. That makes sense. For sure. All right. Nah, man, I feel you. Peace of mind. That's where we come to for video games every week. Um, the next kart racer I'll be getting is Crash Team Racing coming out this month. Crash Team Racing on the PS4. Me and the wife, she already told me that she was going to whoop my ass in Crash Team Racing. She's advised me that she is an expert at CTR. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to have to be a little bit of a, a, a throwdown one night between me and her. But I do kind of want to get the Sonic Racing, too. Um, that seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I may pick that up myself for the Switch. For the Switch. And, I mean, it's not it's, 30, it's not a $60 game. So, for the price point, I mean, if you like Sonic, I don't, I don't think you'll be too disappointed if you're looking for that. If it's not what you're looking for, don't waste your money. But if you're a Sonic fan and that's kind of what you want for that price point, it's been a fun experience. I, I have no negatives really to say about it at this point. Excellent. I can't wait to give this a shot. Uh, I always love a good kart racer, man. Kart racers are kind of that casual genre for me. I'm not ever going to be one of those hardcore guys that like tries to memorize tracks or boosts or turns or whatever. I think, you know, 
I'm more impressed now the older I get with stuff like Forza Horizon, um, where it's a little bit more on the serious side. I played more more of that this week, but that's as other games were downloading. Still can't get over that one, man. Forza Horizon 4 is still a blast. I still love Fucking that game. Fucking amazing game. It really is. I can't wait for the next title in the Forza series to come out, too. Um, before we move on to the news, we have a very, very, very special shout-out this week. Uh, Todd, do you want to break down the story, or do you want me to? I mean, you're the one that we're able to respond initially. I think it's only fair since you were the first person to actually respond to it and break everything down that you do it justice. Fair enough, man. So Mike Pony, part of our tribe, Mike Pony, he reached out to us earlier this week. Um, he was wondering where he could throw some cash our way. And me and we, we've been discussing this a little bit. We want to grow this show. Part of the way that we grow the show is with support from our fans and from you guys. Um, so we're looking at different options and stuff moving forward. Uh, we do want to say before we move on to Mike Pony's story here, that one thing you can do is through the anchor app, you can actually subscribe or donate monthly through the anchor app. Um, you can also buy a t-shirt from T public. Look at our Facebook and Twitter, uh, Facebook and Twitter have those links directly. That'll throw some cash our way. Uh, you can also direct PayPal us. I guess that's a new thing or an old thing. I don't know. That's something that people do these days. That's something that people do these days. Uh, but paypal.me backslash sttpod. Paypal.me backslash sttpod. E- any way you want to support us. But Mike Pony. I mean, you could back page us. You could uh, <laughs> cash app us. Cash app. Uh, I don't know. Whatever, something. Whatever. What other shit that people use for solicitation prostitution sites are there? <laughs> Whatever those are, if you want to help out, we appreciate it. That's not the goal, but I mean, it is. It's kind of cool. Somebody like directly was trying to reach out and say, "Hey, you know, I want to support." I mean, and we don't really try to, you know, go that deep. But like you said, yeah. Anchor is cool if you want to do that. I believe you could do that. Whatever, um, whatever prostitution sites you can find. <laughs> but that's one thing, man. Is we we're trying to build the keep growing this community around here. You know, keep growing the show, too. So that does come from support from you guys. So we definitely appreciate anything that you guys do for us. Um, you know, we'll continue. We're going to continue to put out the show on a weekly basis. We love you guys. We love our community. But Mike Pony, you reached out to us, and he was asking about that. He did end up buying a T-shirt, Todd. But the coolest thing ever happened, too. Yes. He wrote us a song. He wrote and performed a song which gave me chills and kept me going all day on Thursday. And anytime I was feeling a little bit stressed out, I just pull up the ballad of Bryant and Todd, the ballad of Bryant. I love it. It's beautiful. We're folk song, man. We're a folk song. Now we're folk song heroes. I dig it. <laughs> Look, man, we real people, man. And I appreciate the tribe to recognize that. And this, you know, we've been doing this for, you know, we're going to be on two years pretty soon consistently you know and it, every week is not yeah easy you know what i'm saying but it's stuff like that that with the community that's what I'm, it's not even really that that is invaluable to us man I, we just need to let you know that uh how appreciated it is man like, yeah it, it legitimately it's a lot it's like you know that's that old samurai shit going through a town that's that afro samurai shit and we appreciate that like endlessly bro so super shout out to mike pony super shout out to the tribe as usual on the discord always doing a thing appreciate y'all shout out to venom for the specific equal opportunity digitalist of titties 
Skyrim breakdown. I've never seen anything like that, sir. And I salute you for that. You know, I'm talking about Bootyus Bob, Shanice, Starcatcher, all these people. But this week's shout out, the main one, is about Mike Pony. That's right. The motherfucking bro. You the homie. Really is, man. We're gonna roll out to that song, and we will be back with some news. Now you listen here, folks, and you listen well. Your pal Mike Pony's got a story to tell. Now, before I get started, you should know it's true. And it was written by me and you. You see, it wasn't really very long ago that this old world was dark and cold. There was lying and a stealing, and that's just the start. We held hate and bigotry in our hearts. I tell you, folks, our past is grim, and the future looked just as dim. We walked around with our heads turned down till these two boys blew into town. Now they weren't trying to set the world on fire, but we were already poised upon the funeral pyre. They brought the lightning and they waited for the rumble, and I'm here telling you it's hard to stay humble. They proceeded to talk about whatever the fuck they wanted. And in the face of adversity, they refused to be daunted. While other folks spouted what you wanted to hear, these boys stayed true without doubt or fear. Now it didn't take long for the news to spread, and the words of our heroes seeped into our heads. There was talk of acceptance, and life and synergy. From the capital into the streets, you could feel the energy. We began walking around with our heads held high, with a united voice, we cried. In a deafening roar that echoed above, Tribe Love. Y'all stay humble. Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial, where we're talking about the news. But first, a very important message from the Bootiest Corner. <sighs> okay, as you all know, have to get through this rather quickly i just wanted to give a few tidbits out there for those that made it past the first segment now you know that you've been indoctrinated a bit into the bootiest corner so i'm gonna give you a little bit of information we won't spread a lot because we all know they're listening and if we discuss this for too long they'll be able to decipher some of the mass information but of course we always show honor to the deity we shall not name her at this time but the one that gave birth to the booty then the booty which birthed the world. There are three parts of this. One, of course, deals with the titties, specifically digital titties for this portion, but that is also the suckle of life, if you will. The other spirit represents humbleness and honor, the H. And lastly, C is for charity, also clarity. Never forget, that brings THC together. All hell, Osman, Buddhist. That was a very important message from the Bootiest Corner, brought to you this week by Bootiest Bob. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the news. We're breaking down some news. Todd, we had a very important message there for a minute. I really What's enjoyed that. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I got an interruption on the signal. It was like old school outer limits. It was weird, okay. man. Like They took over the signal for just a minute. Um, That's but, what's up. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Gotta gotta let the gotta get the message out there for the people. 
and they do it however they can. Those 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 bootiest tribe members, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I love I love doing this shit even when it's I do. man. I do too. All I right, really bro. Do. All right. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor Ron Burgundy. Cham Kine Sports. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. All right, breaking down some news. We'll start with the first piece of news this morning. Uh, From Software's new game has been at least the title and some concept art. Concept. Some concept art. Can some concept art? Concept art. Concept art. Yes, concept art. I still hold my pinky in the air while I drink my tea. Blue Steel. Blue Steel. I saw the movie Blue Steel. I love the movie Blue Steel. One time I drank the vodka off the chest of the Blue Steel. It was very what good. Huh? Is every week. Every oh, week, God. dude. Every I week. I don't know what we're doing anymore some days. But I it's okay because I still love it. I think our first interview needs to be a therapist. <laughs> a therapist? Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably I right. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, if you yeah. like video games, you're welcome to skip the tutorial trial. But look, man, I'm going to let you do your thing because I know this week you got the news. There's a lot. You got the news, bro. You got the Blues Clues news. You got the juice, son. <laughs> blues Clues. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So I'm going to let you do your yeah. Blues Clues news thing, my brother. Blues Clues news. We've got, hey, what's the song from that? Mail, I, I don't even know. Mail. I ain't got no kids. Thank huh. God. I mean, I, of what? I watched Blue's Clues when I was a kid. When I was like kid, kid. Anyway, yes, from Software's new game, uh, being developed with George R. R. Martin of Game of Thrones fame, um, is called Elden Bang. Ring. Elden Ring. And there's some leaked concept art. Other than that, there's not a whole lot known about that. But go look up that Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Lee concept art. I thought it said Elder Ring for a minute. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Bless you, bless you, bless you, my brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. But yeah, George R. R. Martin's doing everything he can to not write the last book in that Game of Thrones series. Uh, but yes, it is called Elden Ring, and that is from Software and George R. R. Martin. So all the rumors were true. Uh, next piece of news: the next Tell game has been leaked before its announcement. In the long-running Tales series, it's called Tales of Arise. Tales of <laughs> Arise. These titles oh, keep getting dumber. I'm sorry, that Elden a, Ring. That's a good release title. Elden Say Ring. Tales of Arise. Oh, okay. Yeah, come on. Like some of these titles are real stupid. In my pants. Excuse me. Oh, that one got to me. Maybe it was the Bill Cosby Fat Albert laugh you were doing there. Um, Yeah, man. Oh, Oh, tales of a rise. Neighbors out there, did did they hear me screaming? (laughs) Tales of a rise. 
Tales of Arise. Ugh. Oh, I'm still trying to breathe. Oh, my God. Yes, the next Tales game got leaked. Tales from Arise in my pants. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a better title. That's a better title. That's the next Laser Suit Larry game. Tales from Arise in my pants. <laughs> But yes, it got it got leaked. Here's the breakdown of the plot. On the planet Dina, reverence had always been given to Rena, the planet in the sky, as a land of the righteous and divine. Stories handed down for generations became truth and mass reality for the people of Dana. For three hundred years Rena has ruled over Dana, pillaging the planet of its resources and stripping people of their dignity and freedom. Our tale begins with two people born on different worlds, each looking to change their fate and create a new future. Featuring a new cast of characters, updated combat, and classic tales of gameplay mechanics, experience the new chapter in the world-famous Tales of series, Tales of Arise, in my pants. That's, that's yes, that's, that's the breakdown of every RPG from the last 30 years. So, welcome to the Tales series where nothing has changed. For 30 years. It's it's just the same story. Hey, do you want to change your fate? Go get in an RPG. Because apparently that's what happens. Is There's always a legendary fate. I'm sorry, I love RPGs, but even sometimes I have to break down just how dumb they've really gotten over time. Nothing. Persona 5 was unique. Persona, the, that series is unique. I still need to play that game. That's It's great. It's fantastic. Todd, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that you will not be playing the new Tales of game. Um, and I don't think I will either. I think this is the first one where I'm just done. I like these games, but it's really kind of the Unless it's something completely different, this is like the 1800th game in this series. I know we have fans on the show of these games, and I totally understand it. But for me, I think I'm just getting kind of burned out on that whole thing. So I might get it just because of the title. <laughs> It's just so, no, here's what you do. You buy the game, says Tales of Arise, and then you write in Sharpie, in my pants, and then trade it back in. That's, that's exactly what you do with it. Just for that only. This game is going to be amazing. <laughs> Would they even take it in GameStop if you wrote something on the title? Like, Oh, they'll take it. Oh, okay. Fair enough. They'll take it? Yeah. <laughs> they will. You will take this uh, from me. Moving on, damn it, we're getting into real weird territory with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. I'll listen to it later. I bought Team Sonic Racing, man. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I like how that's your judgment for not giving a shit. I bought Team Sonic Racing. I'm done. I don't care. <laughs> Here's Team Sonic Racing. This is where I draw the line. I've done things in my life. Like what? Like bought Team Sonic Racing. Oh, yeah, I understand. This is the anniversary of me buying Shaq Fu, man. Look, I'll, 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 you can't say I ain't put in for the cause, bro. That's so, for these sure. things are free, Google Stadia. <laughs> we'll get to you, Google Stadia. You just hold I know on you're a listening. Second. I know you're listening to me like goddamn Jarvis. That's just right. Just getting ready to try to steal my games. But anyway, man, I didn't mean to interrupt your news flow, man. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, next piece of news, Cyberpunk 2077 Standard Edition content for the physical copy has been leaked ahead of time. Uh, it's going to come with a map. And by the way, 
just to let you know, they didn't actually break this down in the article. I had to look at the image that was officially on the CD Projekt Red's Discord and then translate it from Polish to English to figure out what these things were. So I did some work on this one. I had to translate it. Sound like some real shit to me. <laughs> but it's going to come with a map. Hey, bro. Yes. You picked up a new nickname, man. I'm sorry, bro. Don't take this the wrong way. But you are the white Jordan. No, I'll Just take know it. That. I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> you can... it, has, it has. It's layered. It's, it's a layer. Either that. Uh, yeah, the White Jordan. That's that's a new nickname. I'll you are dubbed the. I have dubbed the White Jordan. Is there a knighting <laughs> service in this? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but next piece of news: Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven standard edition content was leaked prior to E three. It looks like it's going to come with a map postcards, stickers, a mini art book, and digital wallpapers. Digital wallpapers with digital images of digital things for your PlayStation. That's what it's going to be. It looks good. It looks good. I like the idea of anything coming with an art book. I'm just saying the physical copies and physical editions of things are not dead yet. Stadia. Just going to call Stadia out one more time. Just because we're going to get to Stadia. Uh, next piece of news. THQ Nordic. We talked this about... Uh, was, it, was this like two or three weeks ago? Where we talked about THQ Nordic announcing... You know, some pre-release stuff for E3 about remakes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. The pre-release of the... Um... The, the the pre of the pre pre stuff and did I heard one more thing Cyberpunk is coming with so much stuff is it coming with like MDMA too is there anything else that it's coming with <laughs> yeah MDMA it's coming with a little ecstasy some bath salts if you really want to play the game how you're supposed to play the game you get high on bath salts and then you play the game um, it also comes with a five dollar Smoothie King gift card so it's really nice of them. oh okay that, now now I'm super sold. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to pay for this. You give me a Smoothie King gift card? I'm happy. I'm happy. Very few things in life make me happy. Sometimes when I'm stressed, I just go eat now and laters and drink a Diet Pepsi on the corner. And I just stand there and look at traffic pass me by. It's interesting. I live a very strange... I'm moving on. I'm moving on. No, no, I'm not going down that path. But, now you see why I said that therapy thing. I think it's getting to that point. Yes, I agree. This is my therapy. Todd, I'm going to lay down on the couch while we do the show. This is my therapy. Uh, but yes, THQ Nordic has announced they are remaking the classic PS2 game, Destroy All Humans. I love this. I love this. I love this game. I love the idea of remaking this. Destroy All Humans is a straight-up classic does not get enough credit. Kind of like Beautiful Joe. I don't think Beautiful Joe gets enough credit. But Destroy All Humans. Todd, you remember this, right? This was a great game. Yep. Fantastic. It is completely irrelevant to me. Yes. Fair enough. It's crazy. You go down and you play as an alien and you destroy all humans and you probe them. Like you have a probe gun that apparently you probe them and it's a weird thing. And like the PS2 era was weird. But I cannot wait to play this. Um, next piece of news. Gears 5 has confirmed its fall release date. Fall release date. It's coming this fall, Todd. Gears 5 is. Gears of War 5. Also a non-factor for me personally. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. 
What if I was telling you it was coming to PC? Would it be a factor? I don't know if it is, but I'm just curious. <laughs> That's all it is. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> next piece of news. Bethesda. They're finally shipping their replacement canvas bags from the collector's edition debacle that was Fallout 76. It's taken, what has this been, a year? It's been a year, right? And they're finally shipping those canvas bags. I still feel manipulated. My love of QuakeCon. I know. You can go back, and I still felt as if Todd Howard was being a Marine. I still feel that way. But for the wrong reasons now. (laughs) (laughs) Not a triumphant Marine that lives with all his limbs and with a purple heart. It's more so one that just is taking a bunch and just had to, oh, just bullets. But I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see how things turn out. I hope uh, Bethesda could turn their their. Did you watch that interview with him? No, I did not. No, I did not. Don't, did you? Don't watch it. Is it bad? Don't. I, I, it, it's it's rare I ever tell you to like not. You know, just don't don't waste your fucking time, bro. All right, don't I waste your time. I won't. I won't. Uh, next piece of news: Games Radar reports that the infamous GTA Online Casino will finally be opening its doors. According to data miners, there's a release date hidden in the code for them to open the doors of the GTA Online Casino. This is all. Uh, part of rumors too it was in the data file itself the text file but uh, a lot of people are confirming it's true after they release the online gambling in red dead 2 so they'll bring online gambling to gta online that'll be interesting great so we'll have six-year-olds drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes in no time and the backtrack i know i said i felt manipulated i i gotta take responsibility for my own being susceptible to some of the hype surrounded by my beloved Bethesda. It's really, it, you know, it's just unfortunate. Like, people want good things to come out. It's just a re- weird tone overall. Google Stadia. Stadia, we're listening to you. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to take you down. With I'm my... an old grumpy man. <laughs> I'm scared of all the new gadgets and gadgets and lights. I'm going to go yell at planes now in my front yard. I'm going to go out and yell at planes and... The motorcyclist driving up and down. Kids laugh here. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna scream at them. All this fire wire out here infecting our eyeballs. <laughs> I'm gonna wear black shot, black socks, boxer shorts, and a white tank top, and just go outside with a newspaper and an aluminum hat and an aluminum hat, and just scream at people. And all right, I, uh... get off my <laughs> lawn. All right, all right, all right. God damn it. All right, next piece of news. Damn, bro. Uh, Latest Path of Exile launches today. The latest Path of Exile expansion launches today. It's a free-to-play game on PS4, Xbox One, PC. Excellent game. This one is called Legion. The plot for this one, trapped for thousands of years in the domain of timeless conflict, Rayclaff's mightiest military leaders have been fighting an eternal war. In Path of Exile Legion, you'll set free their legions and battle them to earn valuable rewards. All right. I love Path of Exile. I wanted to put that news in there just to shout them out. Great free-to-play game. It really is. It's it's what Diablo 3 should have been. Uh, next piece of news, Shinmu 3. Even contradictory to the image that came out with the Xbox logo on it, 
Shinmu 3, according to Deep Silver, will not be coming to Xbox One. It will not be coming to Xbox One. So if you want to play Shinmu 3, you got to play it somewhere else. But why would you want to play Shinmu 3? It looks like crap. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Never played them. Like, never really played them. Like, saw them, Dreamcast, friend had Dreamcast. They, it looks like they shit They looked to me. interesting. It looks like shit mew. Shit mew. There we go. Shout out, man. Shout out to Bill, man. People shout love out to this. Big Willie, but shout out to Bill. Yes, <laughs> shout out to Big Willie. Uh, next piece of news. <laughs> There's so many cuts in here like it's goddamn Gensu. Oh, pity. Uh, next piece of news, E3 2019 Xbox cell is now on live. It's now live. My God, I would have pulled more of what they had on cell, but everything's on cell, Todd. I think oh. just, you did. You literally wrote everything. It really. With the exclamation part. I don't, I don't thank you enough for some of the work that you do with this show, bro. Thank it's, you for that. But everything in all caps. It really everything's is. On everything sale. is on sale. GTA Five is like fifty percent off. Shit on GTA Five is almost like feeling like a decade old. Like that's not it's fifty percent off. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hitman Two is sixty percent off. That's not a sale. Like that's crazy. Inside is sixty percent off. Just Cause Three. Lara Croft. Do, do you think? Do you think it's too late for Xbox to even try to even? Like, do you think they should just go on and wave the white flag? <laughs> like, do you think that's the reason why Sony's not in in E3 this year, even until, like, next generation? Because it's, like, really, like, okay. Like, I get it. But Xbox, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like, I don't think – I think it's too late for this generation. I think next generation we're going to see something else from them. I really Agreed. I really do. I think this generation is just – it's gone. And maybe it's the UI of the Xbox and the game titles and everything. Although I will say Starlink Battle for Atlas is kind I of like cool. the UI. I think the internet's better. I know it's a more powerful system. I love See, Xbox I, in general. That's the thing. It's just hard for me to invest that money when I missed out on a whole generation of probably some of the best games ever if I was just exclusively sticking to that. Well, see, my thing is, is that I don't like the UI in the Xbox compared to the PlayStation. I think it looks good, but the PlayStation's okay. so much cleaner. It's just so much easier to navigate. Like, going around from area to area on the Xbox UI, even though it's come a long way since the original one, don't get me wrong, it's come a long way, but it is still not very uh, friendly, if you will. I still enjoy it, though. I really, I mean, I still play my Xbox probably three or four times a week. There's always something I'm playing on there. Because the thing about Xbox that's still on there that I love is the Games Pass. The Games Pass itself is an incredible service. For 10 bucks a month, the stuff that you get with that is amazing. Like, PlayStation could have learned something with that, so I think... They Google were, Stadia. Google Stadia. Stadia, we're listening. Um, Stadia. <laughs> Godzilla the Stadia. <laughs> like, we're listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like a computer just smirked. I'm listening to you. Uh, next piece of news, Todd Howard says Elder Scrolls 6 is designed for people to play for a decade. A decade. They've been playing the other one for, what, 10 years now, too? So, I uh, really, this does not surprise me. If if it is what it is. Uh, that being said, Elder Scrolls 6, I'm looking forward to. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be, hopefully it's going to be awesome. Knowing them, they'll put loot boxes in it. I'm just saying. Um... Uh, 
last couple pieces of news here. First of all, the excitement is real on this end of the table. Baldur's Gate 3 has officially been announced with an awesome trailer. There was a mind flare in it. I'm super excited about that. Getting back to the world of Baldur's Gate. It's going to be... It's... it's. I can't wait. I can't... I, I just... It's hard to... It's hard not to get excited about this. This is a game from Larian Studios. The same people... Um, if you don't know who Larian Studios is, they did all of the... the What's it called? Why am I blanking? Divinity Original Sin. Those. So they... they they came in with this kind of isometric style and I'm excited about Baldur's Gate three. That announcement trailer was dope. So I'm ready. Did you ever play the Divinity original sin two? No, but I played the first one. I haven't played the second one yet. I really want to yeah, go. Cause play I'm, the I didn't one. play the first one. That's what it was. I didn't play the first one. And you me was telling me about the universe. Cause you played the first one. Yeah. And and you played the second one. one. Yeah. Right. You liked the second one too. Didn't right. you? Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult, but it's it's enjoyable. I mean, you know, it, you know that's that's more your style, but it's it was dope. Yeah, was dope. my sister, my sister really dug it. My sister super dug it. Like when I was uh, at the two K tournament, she was on there, just like addicted to it for hours. Yeah, Divinity Original Sin is a great series. Larian Studios does a great job with those. Um, famously, Baldur's Gate was originally developed by none other than uh, uh, what's their name? We did their top seven. Um, list of games. Anthem people. Bioware. The original Baldur's Gate was Bioware. Um, go back and listen to that top seven Bioware games. Second last second to last piece of news, Destiny 2 has announced that they are going free to play. Bungie has announced Destiny 2 is going to free to play. Expansions in the future will all be standalone. And it's gonna happen in September and it's gonna have cross save across all platforms. So you're gonna be able to pick up your game across all platforms, quote unquote. We're going to see how that works. We're going to see how that works. We've heard this promise before, and it's never worked out so well. So just say it. We'll see. Last piece of news, the one that, the big one, the big one before we get into the Godzilla talk. Stadia pricing model has been released. All right, so let's break this down. Ten bucks a month. You get access to some games with that $10 a month. Not all games. New games you still have to buy. On top of that, pre You were listing off some good games in the in in the in the group that you do get though, bro. Before you know, when we were talking before. You were listing off some good well, games to there be. There was fair. some clarification on that. They said they didn't know if that was going to be available to stream or buy. Oh. So they originally had put in there because I was reading the first part of the article. They originally put in there these are the ones that'll be streaming. And then they went back down and they edited it and said, wait, we haven't gotten clarification whether or not these will be streaming or to purchase. So the pricing model is 10 bucks a month. You're going to get access to some games, not all games. Some games you're still going to have to buy. Pre-orders are going to be 129 If you want to play it this year, you got to buy the Founders Pack or Edition or whatever. The pre-order comes with the Chromecast Ultra a night blue controller, a three month subscription and a buddy, buddy pass. Um, if you decide to buy the base model, which is, I believe just the controller, um, it's going to require you to purchase each game separately. So here's the thing. We've got Google Stadia getting into the market that Xbox is already successful in. Xbox is bringing this to PC 
their own version of this. Stadia doesn't come with a hardware, but if you're doing Xbox's version, you've already got a PC or a Switch, and they're bringing it to other platforms. What's the point? Is kind of my question. I mean, there's there's some arguments to be said. Like, where's the pro here, Todd? That's that's kind of my question to you. Is what is the pro you see to the Stadia system itself? Well, Destiny Destiny Two's coming out free to play on it. That's, <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Oh, good for them. It's gonna be everywhere else free to play. Um, it's gonna be great. What else? It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so many people playing Destiny Two on Google Stadia. It's gonna be great. The servers gonna are gonna be, gonna be so on great. fire for Destiny Two on Stadia. Don't don't wish the servers to go down, man. Because I'm gonna be on Destiny again, headshot, blah blah, all day long, man, with everybody in other countries that are also influencing our economic choices for corporations <laughs> and such. So. Which is why it's very smart for everything to go to free to play. That's maybe why Activision split from Bungie so they can go to free to play, like games like Fortnite and other games, to try to take advantage of other markets that culturally accept free to play games and more things like subscriptions and such. So Destiny, man, Destiny Two. That's the blah problem. blah. <laughs> the only argument I could see for this is if you don't already have a console or a PC and you want to play these games, man, and have this access is bull hockey, cocky, bro. This. Okay, I don't have, I, I don't really have anything positive per se. I'm gonna just don't all I got for it right now. Not and I don't necessarily have anything negative. I think it's inevitable, but I think it's you know like anything when you're the first person to try to really release something in this kind of state. Though Microsoft has already been in it, it's not like what Google quite like what Google is trying to pull off. Yeah, the pricing is the pricing scale is nonsense. I have concerns with data caps, uh, and like I just said, I think some of this stuff has nothing to do with right now today. I think this is more of a future release. I think yeah. there's too many yeah. things hindering it, and I have my concerns. I mean, we talked about net neutrality last year, and now some things are just starting to actually come to fruition of possibilities and shit that you were bringing up before. So it's not like, I think it's an inevitable thing, but I think until they get the pricing nonsense under control and just more security in effect, I mean, maybe ownership is an illusion, but Jesus Christ, don't even take the illusion of ownership away. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, that's, that's really what we talked about with the net neutrality is this really opens way to, oh, you're hitting data caps because you're streaming your games all the time. How about you buy our special gamer tier version of your internet where we're going to give you a fast pathway and more data for 50 bucks more a month? Like, I don't know, man. This just whole thing reeks of ugly future. Like, for me, this just, it just really, I'm not a fan. Like, in the fact, like, we talked about this, this is going to kill people's data. You think movies at 4K did it? Try video games at 4K. Like, streaming that stuff. That's going to kill your data. And then they offer the ability to stream right from the controller to Twitch or something like that. But, man, if you're streaming the game in and then streaming the game out, not only is your internet going to have to be up to a fucking beast mode at that point, but you're going to kill your data just doing that, too. I mean, it took forever for Spotify to get their music bit right, so they weren't destroying people's data. And that's just audio only. So this is just like in the the illusion of ownership because what happens if you buy that game on the Stadia service and then Stadia service goes down or your internet's away? You're not going to have access to that game. 
You're not going to have access to the things that to enjoy. Like, I don't know, man. I don't like this. I just, I think I'm. I, guess, I don't know. I, I, guess I don't that. like it. It's always going to be a little kid in me <laughs> since I was around before the internet. But even after that, or a young male, or even when college, or even a little bit after that, like if something went awry with the internet and it just was out for whatever reason, at least I could still get on the game. If you, you know, I'm not, it, for me personally as a gamer, you know, it may never come up, but I mean, it might come up. And that's like, that's absolutely what I want to do. As long as the power is on, I want to get on the game if I can for like this. I was like, this is the perfect time to catch up on some games if the whole yep. internet's get out. Um, and, you know, if you take that possibility away completely for me, I think, I just don't think we're there yet. You know, the internet yeah. is not a utility. It's not a necessary thing like lights or water. Therefore, it just breeds a weird, it's too many weird negatives. And the price, and it just outweighs the risk of it for me personally. If it was $10 a month and I had access to all these games like a uh, Netflix, then yes. Yeah. Why wow, fuck it? But once you start adding on all these additional costs to play the same games I could play better and have a better experience on a you know, on a actual system, like why would I want to do that right now? Yeah. I just I'm just for me. I mean it may be good. I don't know. I mean do you have any positives? Like flat out positives? Like can you turn it around for me? I mean, the only thing that I can think of, like I said earlier, is if you already don't have the hardware. Like, that's the only thing I could think of, is if you already don't have the hardware and this is your only access to AAA titles in the future, I could see that because it is more of a cost-efficient thing for you. But then again, you're talking about your internet. It's going to depend on that speed. It may not be more cost-efficient in the long run, you know, especially because if you're buying bulk soft bulk hardware up front, that's going to cost you $399, $499 right then buying the games or if you get the game pass on your pc you know i mean that's that's the deal man is it's really going to depend on your personal preference and matter for me this would be a waste stadia would be a waste just flat out this is not something that i would do like right off the bat i think it's an interesting concept i don't think this is going to work for a lot of people though and plus you know me man i like i like physical editions of games I actually like buying the disc right. versions of stuff. I very, I very rarely buy digital. The only digital space space I really go into is either on the PS Plus or the Xbox Gold. And even then, like the Games Pass still allows me to download it directly to my system too. It's not streaming it. I'm playing it directly native from my system, so I'm getting a better experience altogether. And there's enough. They keep talking about how you know during the beta test. The streaming was tested and it, you know, it wasn't that bad or, you know, they didn't really have any hiccups with it. However, man, I can tell you just from using Skype from where we record our shows or using video on my Roku TV, I have issues there. So I imagine it's going to depend on what network you're on, where you're located at, how really much of a hiccup are you going to get here, too? I mean, this is going to depend a lot. Um, I think this the success of this thing is going to depend on early adopters. I think there's going to be a lot of people who look at that price point and think to themselves, if they don't have the hardware right now, that that's a good price for them. You know, that hundred and whatever right off the bat, and then the the hundred and twenty nine off the bat with the ten bucks a month. You know, I think a lot of people are going to go important for that. To it too. I think what's important to it too is just like anything, 
if Google does come out with an amazing exclusive experience that you can only get with Stadia that'll drive people there, I think that might have a point down the line too, just like anything else yeah. when it comes yeah. to gaming. Like, But other than that, I, I just don't see it right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Right now it's going to depend. Um, like we said, we'll have more news for you when this thing launches in November. Um, I definitely, as... Okay, so as part of this show, I'm going to be checking it out because the fact is is that we we still have a service we perform. We have our own due diligence, so I will check it out for the show, um, and then we'll give your honest. I can't afford it, so you little boss. <laughs> like I appreciate you. I'm gonna say this on air. I'm gonna say this on air. Like that shit right there, sir. That's what the fuck I'm talking about, bro. Much appreciated for real. Cause I, of course I want to check it out too. I I just can't yeah. afford. I can't afford another ten dollars subscription for a holstered remote control that I may have a chance to play. Yeah. So I appreciate you for taking out the team, man. For real. Yeah, I'll check it out and we'll give I'll give an honest feedback when it drops. So I'll get the pre order on this one and I'll take a I'll take a look at this thing. Uh, but yeah, that's been this week's edition of the news, and we will be back with our review of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. There goes Tokyo. Go, go, Godzilla. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. A little Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla for you guys. Little, uh, that played over the credits. We're back and we're talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. He's, uh, awesome. He is what he is. Todd, we're talking to this movie. It's right in our wheelhouse. Me and you have been watching Godzilla for 30 plus years. On TV, the silly suits, the animated, the video games, everything about Godzilla. As a longtime Godzilla fan, Todd, let's start with you. What do you think of Godzilla, King of the Monsters? Were expectations met? What the Fukushima is what I thought. <laughs> what the Fukushima? Uh, I'm going to start using that on a regular basis. Uh, what the Fukushima? Um, I, the initial my initial thoughts walking out of the movie honestly were disappointing. As I yeah. let it settle in for a little while and remembered, I'm like, okay, I've never watched a monster movie for you know the story of it per se. I just wanted to see monsters do big monstery shit and entertain my eyes in that way, and I did get a lot of that. So I was really happy about that. But I mean, it's just uh, it's it's consistent with a lot of the similar criticisms you hear of the movie about it primarily being like a bunch of exposition just about the monsters, and it gave you no feeling or care or enjoyment with the human being characters, except uh, the actual damn man. What was I, I really legitimately just said his name, and we just said his oh, name. Uh, the one that said guys here all the time, the actual dude, man. Yeah, the one let that, me look that, him up. Ken Watanabe we'll talking, was the name of the actor. 
Right, that's what Ken, Ken Watanabe. I really enjoy his character actually because he just said Godzilla a whole bunch, and there's a couple of scenes. And just in advance, another thing I like about the show is we you, we wait sometimes for these. So if you hadn't seen it, I mean, if a little spoiler here or there slips out, you know, this is your yeah. warning. Yeah, this it, is whatever. But uh, Doctor Sarazawa. Yeah, my my simple synopsis because yes. This is my area. I fuck with Godzilla. I like it. But this, you know, when it comes to the movies, man, you're the critic. But uh, I feel like if you're a Godzilla fan, or I believe if you're a Godzilla fan, if you don't see it in a movie theater, you're definitely doing yourself a disjustice. I like the same thing I said to you before you got a chance to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you're a fan of the show, just waiting for it to, to come on out on TV or DVD, it's not going to give you the, the sense. I still You still need to go see the movie. Just don't expect to enjoy it. That's my synopsis. <laughs> like, don't expect to enjoy it. I enjoyed some of it. I enjoyed half of this movie. I'll put it like that. I enjoyed half of this movie. It would have made half it. Or the bottom. The, top, the second half. The second half. I enjoyed the second half of this movie. I really was going to try to answer that for a minute. And then I was like, wait a second. That's a trap. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this. A night trap. I enjoyed the second half of this movie. I will say this. My biggest criticism were all the humans, except for Dr. Uh, we just said his name too. Sarazawa. Except for Dr. Sarazawa. Every other human in this movie was... It was like they put the dumbest humans alive in this situation and then just let them do what they were going to do. Like, every decision they made, everything that was said, it was just all so stupid. Uh, there was not a... Was that British motherfucker? Was the British motherfucker the environmentalist British motherfucker? Was he the in, Was he the villain in Golden Child? The devil motherfucker? He Brother looked Lucy? like it. He looked like it, but I know he's from uh, that show, Game of Thrones... He's from the Game of Thrones. I know he was in the uh, Last Action Hero. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I know he was in there, but I want to put him in Golden Child, too. He may have been in Golden Child. That's an old-ass reference. Oh, man, that's a great movie. Brother Noopsy. This is my lovely brother Noopsy. But, yeah, he was he... How was he to you? Wasted. Like, he really just was like nothing. There was nothing important about his character at all. There was nothing important about any of the characters, really. I didn't care. I cared nothing except about, like, if they would have made this movie and they would have focused on Ken Watanabe's character, I think this movie would have been much better. Like That, and I think they, they had a lot of room to go with just the history of Godzilla. Like, speaking of one of your favorite scenes, like, talk, talk, talk about your one of your favorite scenes that I know is one of your favorite scenes in the movie. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is, okay, so Godzilla, it's been his uh, second, this is after his second fight with Ghidorah, King Ghidorah, which was badass, by the way. The design of Ghidorah was awesome. I will 100% say that was dope as hell. Um, He has to go recoup, and he has to go to the bottom of the ocean. The reason is because the military decides, they're like, we're going to drop this bomb on them. They called it an oxygen destroyer, which was the stupidest name what is it? It's an oxygen destroyer. It kills all life within a two-mile radius. Like, just ridiculous, man. Just so stupid. 
So he has to go down to the to his ocean lair where this ancient civilization was worshiping him. And they lived, and you could see where they lived. He was worshipped as a god, and they lived in a in a cohabitation. They lived in a relationship, a symbiotic relationship. And so in order to revive Godzilla faster, because he's feeding off this nuclear energy down there, they have to unleash a warhead down there. And, like, yeah, it just gets dumb. It just gets real dumb. But Dr. Serizawa, even though he knows he's going to die, says i will be the one to do it and it's a great moment it's legitimately a fantastic moment where he gets to walk up to godzilla who's asleep ref he's taking a nap and he gets to walk up to godzilla and place his hand on him and say goodbye old friends before you know they yeah before they blow up but then they blow it all up they like blow up his ancient <laughs> like so you saved him but you blew up the place where he gets all his energy from like, I'm really confused about that. Like, you literally blew up probably the coolest set in the whole movie that, like, I would have enjoyed that more, I think, if they would have been able to give a little bit more backdrop and, and conversation about that. Yeah. Just the history and stuff. If they could, they could have delved into that a little bit more to me than showing the people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The one thing that you care about the least. But, I, I mean, it's, a, it's just one of those rare times just in good conscience like i wouldn't feel right saying hey go spend this money you'll you're like to a broad scale of people and be like oh okay yeah this this is a good movie but if you're a fan of this type of shit like go see the movie like spend the money go to the movie theater sit down and suffer through it i think (laughs) not even suffered like did you suffer through it no but okay i will say this so okay did you have drinks no i did not so the first half of the movie was very boring. Like even like, but once you get to Mexico, that's where the movie takes off and gets pretty awesome. Like that's for me is like, once you get to Mexico and like you see, you see Ghidorah like flying in and you see Rodan, but you Ghidorah's in this giant storm. And there's that great moment where they fly the plane into the storm to try to get away from Rodan. And they like dive in there and you see Ghidorah and all his like, essential glory like just this big beast of a monster traveling with this giant storm cell it was really cool like and after that it takes off for me and becomes this whole thing then like they interrupted occasionally with like story of what's going on with millie bobby brown and her parents and kyle chandler and vera Firminga and like all that crap and i don't care about that i came to see giant monsters fight I will say this, the price of entry alone was paid for me when you got to see that final showdown where Godzilla shows back up OP as hell. And just him and Ghidorah going at it was awesome. And then Mothra and Rodan getting involved with it was really dope too. Like, that part was right. really cool. Like, and the way they end it for me was amazing. Like, that was... And I, I mean, Godzilla, the monsters looked amazing. The CGI in the movie was amazing to me. I think that yeah. was absolutely great. That was fantastic. That to me alone was worth the price of entry. This is one I will buy and put among my collection. Like just so I can watch those fights. Not the whole movie. Not the whole movie. Just to like go back and watch the monster fights themselves. Like I feel there's a cut of this movie somewhere that's like forty minutes long that's just fights between the monsters and is perfect. I would have paid a full ticket price to go see a 40 minute Godzilla movie of just Godzilla fighting these other monsters. 
especially it was kind of nice to see Boston destroyed. Yeah, Boston does get destroyed. Like, destroyed, destroyed. Like, there's no more Boston after this. Like, it's so crazy. My other thing, too, was, like, the whole, like, they almost try to do with the Vera Farminga, the, the, the doctor character, uh, Dr. Emma Russell. Like, they almost try to do the Thanos argument of, like, people have wasted this and we need to wipe out and life will bloom again. And, like, they try to do this, but they never sell it. They never sell it. It's not really clear why that British dude is all like, I'll help you out with this whole plan. Like, there's no real motivation here. There's there's not really. Like, she lost her son. And she's like, we're going to save people by releasing all of the monsters at once. Like, to me, that was a little bit crazy, right? Like, that motivation was like, what? Like, how are you going to save humanity? By doing this. That is like real shit. That is you hit a nail on the head point for me in that whole movie. It just the whole motivation for this was just it's just yet another microcosm of weird mind state, bro. Like, this was, like what the fuck is this lady doing? Yeah. Like why? And it's like and it's just justifiable. <laughs> yeah. Like it's okay, mom. I know you wanted to just save the world. You literally released monsters <laughs> upon the earth to kill millions of people. Yes. And you're just like, Well, my son died. Yeah, like what was That's this it? motivation? Okay. Like What bitch? Is you crazy? <laughs> and Sorry. Then, and then I didn't mean like... to call her a bitch, but she's a fictitious lady. And then what, what, what was with the dad? Like, Kyle Chandler, like, goes back oh and forth God. on, like, loving Godzilla versus hating Godzilla. Like, he's just like, well, that seems like a good idea. Oh Kill them all. God. And you're like, wait a second. What? Just, yeah, I know it's a supreme ancient being that it was worshipped as a god, but he travels like a wolf. And this is what's going to happen. He's going to end up in Antarctica. Let's go. And where would they get the idea that they would act like wolves? They're all different. They're all very different monsters. Like, he was a wolf hunter, though. There's always one alpha. There's always one alpha. And it's like... But I mean... it's Go ahead, go ahead, man. I'm just saying they're like, oh, he, they're responding to Ghidorah. They're responding to Ghidorah's calls. And I'm like, no, that's... Then it doesn't make sense. Nothing about the movie makes sense. <laughs> you did. Mothra was, Mothra was dope, though. Mothra, Mothra was, was dope. beautiful. Mothra was dope. Mothra was sacrifice dope. of Mothra with Godzilla, you know, to pay homage to the previous movies. What I really did enjoy, though, I enjoyed like the music. Yeah, that was great. In comparison to the 2014 movie with uh, Breaking Bad, dude, which was Brian Cranston. I mean, I understand the comparison to the level of how how it equated to both of them kind of sucking in their own way. But for me personally, they gave me what I wanted. Yeah. Which yeah. is more monster fights. Yeah. So for me, it's better. Yeah. I'll, I'll compare this to like the sequel to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That one that came out a couple of years ago. Out of the Shadows was a better movie because they gave me more right. of the cartooniness of everything that I wanted. Like this, right. this was enjoyable. I still think out of this whole monster verse, King Kong Skull Island was the best movie. Like, I really enjoyed the shit out of Kong Skull Island. That was one of those movies that surprised me with how good it actually was. And just the whole, like, Samuel L. Jackson and 
the dude from Step Brothers just acting crazy as can be, like, and Kong himself. And I mean, right. Like, right. Now, but you made a good point. Like, though, though you had characters that you cared about and connected with outside of Kong. Now, I always like Godzilla more than Kong. 100%. 100%. That's a better movie, I think, for people. I yeah. think I think it's a better movie overall as far as just everything about that movie. If you want to look at it critically, it's a better movie. But I always like Godzilla over King Kong, like always. So that's kind of just a personal preference. And I, I mean, so even though it's a better movie, when you strip it down, like you said it out the gate, it's if it's worth anything, that last fight is a reason why you need to see it in the theaters. That last get that fight full was experience amazing. Of, that last fight. If you like Godzilla at all, if you grew up with Godzilla and you wanted to see him in a great light, well, not best light per se, because you know it's dark all the motherfucking time. But I like that it was dark because it could highlight, you know, the the electricity and shit. Like when you first start to see Godzilla and he's swimming up to the base and it's like boom, boom. And you yes. see, the, it, it gave a little bit more effect. I would kind of like to see. You know, when they do, because they do a lead to Godzilla and King Kong having their fight. Maybe they have a fight on Skull Island. I think that would be the dopest shit ever. So I, I think it's good for the overall monster universe. But I did have a moment halfway through this movie where I wasn't sure if I was going to make it through. Yeah, but I, I'm glad I stuck it out because overall it comes very it, it became a better movie. And that last half, especially. Yeah, they've they've said that Kong versus Godzilla is coming out in 2020. So next year, I want to say. They've got Kong versus Godzilla coming out. So they're trying to do... They call this the Godzilla Legendary Era. Because it's legendary pictures. Because um, if you didn't know a little history about Kong, there's been three eras of Kong up until now. So this is technically the fourth era. Or Kong, I mean Godzilla. This is the fourth era of Godzilla. Um... So if you do go back and watch some of those, I definitely highly recommend as a Godzilla fan, at least the first movie. I love the first movie. The first movie still holds up as a classic monster movie. Um, But outside of that, in that first movie, Godzilla is just the bad guy. Like he is just the bad guy in that movie. Uh, But then they turn him into the, to the hero and you've got all the versus era. Um, But I would definitely start with like Godzilla 2000. If you want to go to more modern stuff and then Godzilla Final Wars, which was the 50th anniversary film that came out a few years ago. That was a dope movie. I really like Godzilla Final Wars. And then a couple years ago, they re-released Toho made uh, 2016's Shin Godzilla, which was really awesome. Shin Godzilla was amazing. I highly recommend it. Todd, if you were to put a score on this movie out of 10, what would you give it? I'm not giving a fuck. I'm not scoring the movie. All right, fair that, enough. I'm not scoring it. Yeah, I'm not scoring it. It's not not scoring this one. Just if you're a Godzilla fan, go see it. You'd be doing yourself a disservice if you don't. If you're not a Godzilla fan, you don't. You probably don't give a fuck about this conversation. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But I, I like. I, I honestly, I, I just don't feel comfortable scoring this. I don't mean to leave you out on the ledge on that, bro. No, but, no I mean, worries. Did you want to score it? Nah, I mean, I don't really even have a score. I, I think that sums it up. Is if you're a Godzilla fan, go see it. It was enjoyable for Godzilla. Like, it did make me want to watch Kong Skull Island and 2014's Godzilla again. Like, I may do that tonight. Um, just because I really enjoyed those. I like the one from 2014. I really, I enjoyed that movie too. Um, Crazy part is, 
I know you were talking about going back and playing the game itself. Do yeah. you still want to go back and play that game? Because you were talking about how hard and how rare it is that game is. I want to go get. back and play it, but I ain't going to go pay 100 and whatever it's going for, like 140 bucks on eBay. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to pay $140 for the Godzilla game. It may be a rare game, but with my with my luck, I'll end up at like a Goodwill and it'll be in a Goodwill dumpster. Um, it'll probably be, it'll be Googlezilla soon. Yeah, it will. Googlezilla. Stadia, we're listening to you. Again. Rawr. And remember, I respect everybody's ass. <laughs> you do. I guess. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're moving on to the end of the show. Booty is fake. Yes. Um, now, just a quick reminder, if you do want to help support the show and help grow the grow the show and community, um, you can donate to us by going to uh, Anchor. Uh, you can hit us up at uh, buying a T-shirt on TeePublic, which those links are on the Facebook and Twitter. Um, or again, you can also PayPal us a one-time thing at paypal.me backslash sttpod. I'm still trying to remember that. Yeah, and, it, and it'll say William when you do it, but don't forget Backpage. Don't forget, <laughs> it's, it's connected to our Backpage page. Uh, I know you can't find those anymore, but you can on the dark web, so just go to the Backpage page, and there's Cash App links there and all kinds of stuff. Um, you can be like an OnlyFan on... on uh, it, just look on the social medias. It's all kinds of solicitation sites. If you want to send money and Brian, I'll have some pro Jared oh, things God. to show you. No, no, I won't. I'll send you pictures of Godzilla naked because he's always naked. Um, it's true. Godzilla's always naked. Uh, you remember when Godzilla had a son? Remember that one? Yes. That. Oh God, that's a way. That that's a way to end the show. That really is. All right, you can also hit us up at facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, twitter at stt underscore pod. And if you agree to disagree with our opinions, let us know at skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. And as we always do before we sign off, stay humble. Man, we appreciate you, Tribe Love, for real. Yes, sir. <laughs>